Welcome to Crystal Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Jenny. Happy New Year. It's January 2021. Holy cow. Um, I think we made it through 2020. I'm actually not sure. Um, I think most of us are feeling a little bit dazed and confused after New Year. I think we're sitting and waiting for the ball to drop and for something else to happen. And hopefully on this day, we are actually getting glimpses that things are beginning to settle down and that things might be starting to move in a more positive direction worldwide. I'm sitting here recording this, knowing that there is an option for vaccines in most countries, whether or not you're on the side of you would take it or not, the option is now there. And we are beginning to see the outcome of a very long, long, long uh, political back and forth in the United States. Um, And we will see what the outcome of the Senate runoff races are. And we will see later this month what happens with the transfer of power. And for the rest of us, I think we're sitting with a whole bunch of projects that we've wanted to do for a very long time or we incubated during 2020 and feel like now is the time to give birth to those projects and yet something doesn't quite feel right yet and so we're being asked to sit and to wait and to be patient and part of that patience is really about giving birth to a new way of being in the world. And if you are like me, um, many of us, especially women, since 2016, have been going through some pretty profound healing changes. We've had our way of life completely upended. Many of us have actually physically gone through a healing journey. We might be continuing that healing journey. And, you know, many of us also went through crazy times with relationships in the past few years. 2020 definitely was a time for many karmic relationships to end. And we are kind of on the other side of a bridge, if you will, trying to think about how we're going to get started with all this new energy. And part of that new energy has to do with the way we are going to work with feminine energy going forward. So in the past few weeks, there might have been a lot of power struggles between masculine and feminine energy. I know for myself, there was uh, an abrupt ending of some long-term contracts that I've had uh, as a psychologist. Uh, And I, you know, choose not to be upset about that as... Um, recognizing that the people that were leading those particular projects are definitely leading from a place of an old mindset and very, very masculine energy. And that it is my role to help bring in this new way of being, which really honors and respects a, a feminine approach to business and a feminine approach to just being in the world. And so that energy is a little bit more like the archetype that we refer to as the empress. So the empress archetype is a very abundant woman who has good relationships and she knows that she's worth making the money that she needs because she will provide for her family and she will provide for her community. And yet she also knows that she doesn't need to 
work to the point of exhaustion that she doesn't need to continue to self-sacrifice uh, to the point where she does harm to her health and well-being and that the empress knows how powerful she is without having to control other people so many of us have had lessons in the past few years about power and control those lessons have definitely come up very very strongly in the past few weeks um, and so if you've had some weird interactions with people or you've had some weird things happen at work there definitely has been themes of power and control happening and from a psychological perspective this should be um, considered normal that whenever any one person, let alone an entire way of being in the world, begins to go through major transition, there's always chaos and there's always a pull back to, to the old and then a leap forward into the new. So over the next three months, we're likely to continue to repeat this cycle of either power struggles or women feeling controlled by men, even though that's really not anyone's intention. Um, these are just simply the wounds that have been coming up over the past um, few years uh, to help us with healing. So a lot of us have been doing a lot of this work and we're sitting in a place where we're, we're hopeful. I think that 2020 taught us, especially, you know, when we went to spring into the summer and we thought that COVID was under control. I think 2020 taught us that we need to learn to let go and roll. Um, with the punches a little bit and that we're not in full control and that's mother nature and the rest of the, you know, things, there's always things that we're, are not in our control. Um, we have to learn to go with it. So for January 2021, I wanted to highlight specifically three women who are doing work in three different areas who are definitely here for a reason in each of their industries and they all have a little bit of a, uh, a story and maybe perhaps a spiritual background one of them more so than the others but they are doing work with women in the three areas that women have have and will continue to need to heal and we call these in the spiritual community the mary magdalene wounds so for those of you who are not Christian, and I honestly, part of my healing journey is had to go and learn some of this stuff, is that in the New Age spiritual traditions, we talk about the Mary Magdalene wounds as the wounds that she had to go through for her own healing. And I don't think people really realize who she was, uh, and she's definitely stood in the shadow of her divine counterpart, um, Jesus or, or Yeshua, as he's sometimes referred to. And very few of us know how powerful she was and just what kind of personality she was and what she, as a woman 2,000 years ago, had to face and endure and to um, get to a point where she could be healed. So the three wounds that we talk about as needing to be healed and kind of the collective um, of the divine feminine have to do with our relationships with love, love and sex, our relationships with being in our power, 
and our relationships to our intuition and anything that's considered um, either being a witch or some kind of healer. So we kind of refer to those wounds as being the whore, the bitch, and the witch. That she has been called all kinds of names for 2,000 years. It really was only the start of 2012 that she was even given um, any sort of prominence or um, validation for her work that she did over 2,000 years ago by the Catholic Church. Um, Her status has been elevated. It's been confirmed that she was not a prostitute. Um, And that part of what we have learned is that she was a very sassy woman who came from either a family or figured out how to make her own money. So she was financially independent. She was one of the women who supported Jesus and his ministry. And she was charismatic and she had intimate relationships with Roman soldiers and other men. And she really kind of didn't take much crap from anyone because she was a highly, highly trained healer. And she stood in her power and knew how to take care of others. And so this is the healing journey that many women have been going through, um, you know, for, for thousands of years at this point, but certainly since 2012, many women have had an expedited healing journey where these themes have come up um, for individual healing. And it's very confusing when it happens. And mostly because we don't talk about it from a collective standpoint, but we're at this place now where enough women have done this healing work in this generation that we can support the next generation of women to begin to face these wounds. And so the three women that I'm going to have on this podcast this month specifically work in these three areas, whether or not they consciously chose them or not. And they are doing the work that will collectively heal the shadows in each one of these areas. So for example, we have uh, my friend Jill Collins, who is a personal wealth strategist for women. And she shares in her podcast episode just the amount of pain and suffering she went through when her husband uh, passed away a few years ago, completely out of the blue. He was very, very healthy and he died of a heart attack and it was completely, completely unexpected. And she was faced immediately with not only having to deal with losing her husband, she was faced immediately with having to argue and fight over the estate and deal with the wills. She was arguing with family members and she definitely has been through that experience of thinking that you have a family who's going to be there and then the issue of money and the future and how that gets um, passed on to the next generation, um, whether or not it's you know the person's wishes or not, how that all gets played out into a very toxic scenario that requires a lot of skill and empathy and compassion for oneself and for other people. So Jill talks a lot about her work as a wealth strategist because she doesn't want women to have to go through what it is that she 
went through and to teach women how to have a more healthy relationship with money. And I think that, you know, this her story spoke very prominently to me as, you know, I was 15 when my father passed away. His side of the family definitely had access to wealth and there was a lot of manipulation and control. And I was, you know, only 15, but I knew what was going on. My mother definitely got screwed out of things that she deserved and definitely did not know how to handle some of the legal decisions that she needed to make when um, my father passed away. And certainly in that generation, you did not question the patriarch or the family or the person that um, had the access to um, financial wealth. So I watched my mother struggle and go through that and then to hear Jill's story and why she's so passionate about helping women not have to go through those experiences really warms my heart. and we need, we need Jill. There's many, many karmic relationships that will be ending um, if they have not already ended. And many women will be facing having to learn the hard lesson related to healing finances. So Jill's episode will be the first one, um, which will come out next week. So I hope that you uh, take the time to listen to it. And after we learn how to balance our financial wealth and well-being, We'll move on to listening the week after to Siobhan Richardson, who has a really interesting job. Um, She is an actor and a choreographer and has been in um, the theater and television um, film industry for quite some time. And she is also one of the directors of the Canadian Association for Intimacy Coordinators. And her job is to go on sets and help actors and performers come and find a safe place for intimacy and um, sex scenes to come to fruition for our entertainment. And I don't think many of us have this concept that what we see uh, in a performance or what we see on film or the television really are just regular human beings telling us a story that you know actors and performers are capable of doing what they do because they have a deep deep connection to their emotions and they have learned skills that you and I may not have necessarily learned um, in childhood or adulthood so her job is to make sure that we move away from toxic uh, interactions where people violate Um, people's personal boundaries and come up with ways of expressing the writing and the artistic endeavors of the screenwriters or the um, people who are creating the stories and to help actors and performers get to a super safe place so that the intimacy that we do see is not not covered over with toxic energy and our conversation that we had was very, very interesting. So you'll hear about what an intimacy coordinator does, and it's definitely been a job that just, there was an article on CNN um, maybe last week that talked about a Netflix series hiring an intimacy coordinator and how that was so helpful 
for the artist in order to feel safe and relaxed to do this intimate scenes. But you'll hear again, also at the end of this episode, how much care and concern there has been during COVID so that people can continue to 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 film and to continue to work so that we have things to watch when we are quarantined at home and i do just want to highlight that one of the things that has helped all of us get through 2020 has been our performers and our artists and specifically being on a netflix or hulu or um, being able to just watch movies online from home now has been a source of stress reduction and a source of healing that we do not give credit to the artists for and we do and we absolutely take it for granted and i think that that taking for granted needs to end today uh, the amount of work that artists go through for very little pay unless they become celebrity status is really just unnecessary Um, given how much that if they are fully in their power and they have done their own healing work and know how to use their emotions, they are probably more powerful of a healer for us as a collective culture than our therapists are. And I say that as someone who is a therapist with a lot of love and respect for my colleagues, but a true artist who is in their power with super, super clean, sparkly energy, who's bringing light to whatever work they do and is able to work with someone like Siobhan, whatever it is that they create in that movie, whatever it is that they create in that play or that performance becomes a source of light that we so desperately need to see and to experience and to watch. So I'm very excited to have Siobhan on to talk more about her industry, to talk about what intimacy coordination is, and then also to invite you that there might be other professions that need to be working in the entertainment industry, um, which uh, that might be just adjacent services that we did not know that the industry needed to have. And so there's definitely openings coming um, for work uh, with people who are used to working with artists and creatives uh, that would go hand in hand with the work that an intimacy coordinator does. So it's also not only an exciting conversation about intimacy, which is another of the Mary Magdalene wounds that gets reinvented. So we're moving away from the shadow idea of um, that artist's are just overly, you know, sexualized and are able to come up with whatever sex scene it is that we see and it just happens that way. To understanding that real intimacy only comes out of a situation where two people feel incredibly safe and comfortable and that her job might be able to tap into a higher level of intimacy that we get to witness and see on screen or in a performance than we've ever been able to see before. So It will be an interesting episode for you to listen to, and I'm excited that she is speaking with us. And then finally, I have a friend whose business is called Awaken with Nancy, who is a tarot card reader. And what I love about Nancy's story is that she, for her whole life, has been a very, very grounded woman. She's a real estate agent, 
Um, she thrives in her masculine energy. She has built quite, um, you know, quite a life for herself. And although she was highly, highly intuitive throughout much of her life, there, she didn't pursue it. It might have been pursued somewhat like on the side, but she talks a little bit about her personal journey about it was not up until about two or three years ago that she really had the opportunity to deep dive into her spiritual um, awakening. And what emerged was her love of reading tarot and emerged into a highly successful YouTube channel where she is doing readings um, for many, many women. And we talk a lot about the concept of love. And so again, on the other side um, of the Mary Magdalene wounds, it's the healing of this idea of being a whore and a prostitute, up-leveling that to what Mary Magdalene's real purpose is, is to remember uh, about the connection to love and divine love and also our connection to healing and intuition, which is the gift of the divine feminine energy. So Nancy's able to talk to us about um, some of the common questions that her clients get, what kind of readings that she does, and most of her clients are women, and kind of the biggest question that women come in when they are seeking any kind of intuitive reading has to do with their relationships and their love life. And Nancy's incredibly, incredibly um, gifted and talented and wise around the concepts of a twin flame, the concepts of karmic relationships, and the understanding of how these relationships serve uh, healing purposes and why sometimes these relationships are more difficult for others um, than they are for some other people. And I have personally done a reading with Nancy that was incredibly enlightening and it came during a time where I have been trying to integrate the energy of my twin flame experience, which is never easy and something that many people don't talk about, but it does for a while feel like you are living every other day almost in a different body because you might be and what is becoming your more authentic energy but then there's also the shadow energy that hasn't fully integrated yet and so it's this integration and transition phase where we get clouded with our intuition and we forget who we really are and it's in those moments that an intuitive guidance reading can be incredibly helpful and my reading with Nancy was helpful because it really confirmed that I'm at a place in my journey where it's time for me to up-level the work with my relationship with my mother. And I think that in terms of the healing that needs to happen with regard to love and sex and relationships and um, what Mary Magdalene represents, which is divine love, the concept that we end up in a romantic relationship that not only serves our earthly um, needs, but serves a larger worldwide spiritual purpose, which is what many, many women right now are seeking since um, we've been more and more activating the need to heal these Mary Magdalene wounds. And so there's been this awakening of, of craving this divine love is that we don't get to the divine love until we've learned everything there is to learn about relationships and that includes healing relationships with difficult people in our families. 
So if you're like me and had a ton of childhood trauma and a very difficult relationship with your mother, or it's just been something that's been passed down generationally. So in my reading, Nancy was able to point out that this is not necessarily something that's been my mother's fault, um, which is part of where my healing needs to, to go and to continue to again to accept where things are, is that for the women in my family, this has been generational generation after generation of women have not been mothered in the way that they've needed to be mothered and it has led to intergenerational trauma which is one of the reasons why I became a psychologist and I studied this from a scientific perspective so this stuff goes back generations and then we go on a tinder date or we meet someone and we think it's our twin flame, and nine out of 10 times, it's a karmic relationship that is supposed to be triggering the healing that needs to happen so that you do go back and do the ancestral work that needs to be done to clear everything so that you can invite in your divine love. And so what you'll hear is actually a little bit of Nancy's story because she's had both a twin flame activation, she's dealt with a karmic relationship, and she has been very clearly following her uh, intuition, which led to a major life change and a move for her. And she's very, very excited for the next chapter of her spiritual journey and doing her spiritual work, um, and is very confident uh, in terms of where she's going in her career. So just hearing her story and hearing how she helps women um, and knowing that she came from a background that is, was you know, very traditional um, and very corporate almost, even though that's not who she is when you meet her, but her work has been that way. Um, and just to hear how she's integrated it all because it speaks to this idea that we can be both that we can be a professional woman and we can be a badass, high-level, intuitive, um, gifted healer at the same time, that we don't have to give one up over the other. So I'm very excited for you to listen to all three of these podcasts this month. Um, the transcripts are some question and answer um, and some other deeper level analysis um, from my perspective uh, will come out in some bonus episodes um, probably after I launch these three episodes and then we'll take some time to kind of dissect the things that come up in these episodes but they're also going to come out in a new publication that has been started on medium.com called Garnet and Fire where I'm going to do some more writing on these on these three uh, specific topics over the next two to three months. And I'm also going to be releasing the first two chapters of my book, Toxic Insecurity, Our Search for Authentic Love, where I talk about the emergence of relational spirituality. And part of that emergence comes from women who have done their healing work on these three Mary Magdalene wounds and are going to help launch us into a new world where our connection to source and spirituality will be far more relational than it has been in the past. So stay tuned to kind of what the exciting things are coming. And if you have questions or if there's anything, any topics that really interest you or you just want to know more from a psychological perspective about um, 
anything related to spirituality or anything that comes up, then please go ahead and email email me at drjenny at drjenniferbroads.com and don't be shy to reach out or to comment either way. I mean, you might have some questions and concerns about this idea of divine feminine wisdom making its emergence into the world and think it's a whole bunch of crap and that is okay because we're all supposed to be able to talk about our viewpoints without it spiraling into a whole lot of conflicts which by the way is one of the things that divine feminine energy is supposed to be healing we have been in way too much conflict and that comes from imbalanced masculine energy so it's gonna be some time before we find more peace but I think that if we begin to educate ourselves and listen to women who are not just sitting, and I don't want to say this in a derogatory way, but we, many of us have this view of people in the spiritual community, either yogis or meditation instructors or you know people associated with religion, who sit out of society, who are, don't operate within the everyday world as people who don't get it and and get what your struggles are and get kind of um, what it is going on for you. And so I I specifically chose these three women uh, to talk about this topic because they have um, real life work and real life struggles going on and are not necessarily um, talking about their spiritual journey from a cave or sitting on top of a mountain that's not something that you can relate to and and that is also going to be a future change is that we are being asked to bring this concept of relational spirituality into everyday life and it's a much harder path it's probably much easier to like up and leave your family and go meditate for six years under a tree and just be with yourself but we're entering a time where we're going to be asked to do this work in relationship with other people, in relationship with our jobs, and in relationships with the things that are going on in society that we no longer want to tolerate. And, I, you know, if we've chosen to be here. We've chosen to do a whole heck of a lot of work starting in 2021. But if we can all work together and then I, I do think that over the course of the next decade, we're going to see some beautiful changes. So I'll look forward to your questions and comments. I will link to Jill, Siobhan, and Nancy's Instagram accounts, and you are welcome to contact them as well. And I'm wishing you the very, very best for a very happy and prosperous 2021. Thank you for listening.